0: Welcome back to the Mindful Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Denise, where we engage in meaningful conversations that stimulates the mind. Why is it so important to guard your heart? Well, first of all, it is the gateway to your soul, the most purest part of your being. If you make it a point to guard your heart, you're protecting your thoughts and attitude and how you perceive life. Proverbs 4.23 states, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life let's dive deeper into why it's so important to protect your heart i'm gonna have you guys listen to this minister and his journey and why it was so important for him to protect his heart and through him protecting his heart how it aligned with god
1: in my seminary experience but then when i would finally get out of seminary this busyness this hecticness this pace of life continued to follow me continued to follow me for so long until eventually i began to realize something was missing i began to run and do activity but something was missing and that which was missing was my heart I was doing seemingly the right things, accomplishing the task, but my heart was missing from all that I was called to do. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 speaks to this whole transition, this whole danger that we all face, this danger of having activity, but having activity without any substance. And the writer Solomon talks about this in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, where he says these words. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. I want to talk this morning about my heart and my ministry. My heart and my ministry. The first thing we discover as we look into today's text is this. My heart is the most important part of my life. My heart is the most important part of my life. As as, as Solomon writes to his son and speaks to him about life, he says, I want you to consider your heart. One version says, above all else, guard your heart. It's your, it's your heart. It's our thought and our will and our emotions that shape our lives. Dallas Willard said it this way. He says the heart is the executive center of human life. It's the heart where all of our decisions are made. <laughs> Gary Smalley says the heart is the vital center of the real you. <laughs> Oswald Sanders says that the heart is essentially who you are. A lot of people, we don't give much value to the heart of our emotions. We we sometimes can give so much value to our intellectual capacity. But here the the proverb says to us that our hearts are the most important part of our worlds. Far too often when we consider our hearts, we can become so busy with activity like a Martha that we forget like a Mary that God wants to speak to you in your heart. The scriptures on 926 occasions talks about the heart. The whole ideal of scripture raises up this theme that the heart is the most important part of your life. The Bible addresses the heart more than it does any other topic, belief or obedience or money or works or service or even worship. It talks about the value of your heart. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Jesus says in Luke 12 and 34, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. In Proverbs 21 and 2 says, all a man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart. In Psalm 119 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I know as you listen to me, telling you that your heart is the most important sounds strange. One writer said, telling you your heart is most important, like telling you to breathe. Like remember to breathe, remember to breathe. Some things ought to become automatic. But too often, our hearts have been hurt by so many different things. And our hearts have become so crowded with so many different issues that we forget how fundamental our hearts are. Consider why do relationships fail. They don't fail because you have the facts about the person. They fail because our hearts are disconnected. When a man or a woman gives way to sexual sin, it's not that they didn't know the facts about it. That their heart was pulled in the wrong direction. Consider why people are unhappy at work. It's because their heart is not in it. Or why the children and parents or siblings have issues. It's because their hearts are disconnected. Or consider why some engage in self-destructive habits, it's because they have heart issues from a biblical perspective There is no doubt that your heart is the most important part of your life But not only that my heart is the place where I connect with God and others As he speaks and tells him to guard his heart He's telling him that your heart is valuable That your heart is the most important part of who you are, but the heart is also where you connect with God and And where you connect with others. None of us want to be someone's project. We want to be loved. We want to be valued. We we don't want to be checked off someone's list. We want to be respected. We want to be honored. We want to be valued. We want to be cherished. And neither does God. God doesn't want us to check him off our list. I've done done my God time today. I've completed my work for God today. God ought to be honored by what I did for him. No, no. Over and over in scripture, God turns his nose with activity for him without having a heart for him. He says, I want your heart because the heart is where you connect with me. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. God is interested in our hearts. God, us most concern is the state of your heart. More than your obedience, more than your religious acts, more than your leadership ability, more than your degrees, more than your intellectual capacity, more than your gifts. God is concerned about the state of your heart. We, we live in a world that is fixated and even consumed with appearance. We're consumed with how many followers we have and who liked the most recent post that we made or the selfie that we picked. Did it make us look good? We are consumed with the exterior. But God could care less about the exterior. He's concerned about the interior of our hearts. Matter of fact, in Samuel chapter 16, uh, there Samuel is looking for a king. And he goes to son Jesse's house and looks at all of his sons. And he's looking for someone that looks like a king. And he looks and he looks and he looks. And ultimately he says, listen, I've looked at all of them. You haven't given me the go ahead yet. And he says, do you have anyone else? And there is this young, ruddy, short young man by the name of David. And Samuel says, listen, God says, I mean, listen, God looks at the outward appearance. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart because that's what God is concerned about. And so you and I have to be careful. Be careful about allowing so many things to distract us, so many things to consume us that we miss the state of our hearts. Is my heart selfish or selfless? Is my heart prideful or patient? Is my heart demanding or loving? Is my heart inconsiderate or kind? Is my heart forgiving or vengeful? Is my heart greedy or generous? Is my heart ungrateful or grateful? Is my heart arrogant or humble? Is my heart full of criticism or is it full of encouragement? If I have any problems in my life, any issues in my life, any struggles in my life, any tensions in my life, those tensions can be traced to my heart. In fact, not only does my heart is the place of connection, but the next, my heart sets the direction for my life. He says that your heart is the well spring of life. When uh, I was just a kid, my parents once took us on a trip to, to Arkansas. And there in Arkansas, they have a place called Eureka Springs. And as we were driving there, I remember seeing water flow out of the mountains there on the highway. I remember seeing water trickle down these mountains there lo and behold, I would find out they would have a place there, a national landmark called Mammoth Spring. It's the largest spring and the second largest in the Ozark Mountains. And there, this, this spring produces 9 million gallons of water every single hour. It, it forms a 10-acre lake there that, 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 is, that is one of the prominent bodies of water there. So basically, there's a natural spring that produces water, and the water fills the lake. And Solomon grabs hold of this same imagery and says that your heart works in the same way. Your heart is the source, the head of the stream. And your your heart produces a, a flow, and that flow spreads out and impacts everything around it. He says, the heart is the wellspring of life. It's my, my my heart. If my heart is unhealthy, everything else is impacted by that. My marriage is impacted by that. My relationship with God is impacted by that. My friendships are in, in, impacted by that. Because my heart is the wellspring of life. Everything in life flows from my heart. In some way, the heart is the of your life. It's the control center, the navigation center. It's the the steering wheel of my life. If my heart is full, if my heart is feeling alone, then it will cause me to take on actions. Sometimes to stay busy so I can get over my loneliness If my heart is full of a desire for control Then sometimes I will take on other things to try to fill that void John Eldridge in his book waking the dead the glory of a heart fully alive Says the enemy knows how vital the heart is Even if we do not and all of his forces are fixed upon its destruction For if he can disable or deaden your heart That he has effectively foiled the plan of God. Which was to create a world where love reigns. By taking out your heart. The enemy takes you out. And you are essential to the story. It is this high value on the heart. It is this centrality of the heart in all of scripture. That causes the Solomon to then say. Guard your heart. Build a garrison around your heart. Put up a wall around your heart. Put put your heart under protective custody. Because your heart is so valuable to God. Because your heart is the place of connection. Because your heart controls everything around it. So I just want to offer three ways to guard your heart. Three ways to guard your heart in our final time together. Uh, Three things. Here it is. Guard your heart from insecurity guard your heart from insecurity your heart was made to be open, open to love God, open to love others open to confront, open to value others but yet in life we get wounded by the lies of the enemy and the lies of the enemy causes us to close off our hearts and those messages of rejection and abandonment and inadequacy or in, in, in unloved and unworthy calls us To allow our hearts to be filled with the wrong thing. And we then can consume ourselves and find all of our value in the grades we make or the accomplishments we make or the status that we have. And so our hearts become consumed by the lies of the enemy in this world fixated on the outside. If we're not careful, our hearts become consumed with jealousy, even envy even competition, even with this desire to prove ourselves and to validate ourselves. But you got to guard your heart against the lies of the enemy and instead fill your heart with the truth of God, that you have nothing to prove to anyone else, but that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you are created in the image of God, that you are a chosen people and a royal priesthood and a holy nation and a people belonging to God. That you are God's child, that you have been adopted and sanctified and that you have been forgiven, that you have been set free, that you are victorious in him. So when the enemy wants to whisper to you about your past or about your struggles or about your weaknesses or about your issues you remind yourself of what God has already written on your heart from the foundation of time that you are his child and that he has a purpose and a plan and a work that he has called you to guard your heart from insecurity because insecurity will make you spend your life trying to impress people that will never be satisfied. But instead, finding your security in your identity in Christ that gives you an inner strength, strength no matter what you co- what you go through in life. That's really what your devotional time is really all about. Your devotional time is a daily time, not to check off because you had to do it for class. But your devotional time is a time when you realign with God to help your heart to connect with His heart. And To hear from him and to get connected with him In a real and meaningful way Guard your heart from insecurity But not just that Guard your heart from bitterness <laughs> From bitterness, from bitterness <laughs> You know, conflict is a part of life We may not like to admit it at times But conflict shows up when we least expect it. it Shows up in our families Shows up in our friendships Shows up in our in our dating relationships and when conflict happens, one of the things that makes believers distinct from anyone else is how we deal with conflict. Someone says, you've, had, you've got three choices with conflict. You, you can bury it and pretend it's not there; you, you can return it and seek revenge. Or you can grieve it and forgive it. You and I know that the way that God has called us is to be, like Matthew says, to be peacemakers. And yet, if we're not careful, if we are not making peace with others, if we're not about this work, if we're not careful, our hearts can be consumed with bitterness and unforgiveness. I don't know about you, but I've often discovered in my life that unforgiveness is one of the hardest things for me to do. Sometimes when I'm hurt, sometimes it's hard for me to get over things that have been done to me and that have been that have been that have hurt my feelings or hurt those that I love or hurt people, even in my church. But over time I've learned more and more that God's way is always the right way. That this work of unforgiveness, that when I hold on to stuff in my heart, when I harbor resentment, when I harbor pain, the Bible says that God doesn't even hear my prayers. Because God says, I want your heart to be in the right place. I want your heart filled with this revenge or content. But instead, I want your heart to release people to me just like I have released you guard your heart from bitterness there's the final one you got to guard your heart from pride guard your heart from pride C.J. Mahaney says it this way he says pride is when a sinful human being aspires to the status and position of God and refuses to acknowledge their dependence upon him Pride is something that we all struggle with. It was the first sin, and it's a sin that continues to follow us each and every day. It's it's almost like spiritual plagiarism. It's where you put your name on God's papers. It's where we sometimes take credit for those things that we know truly belongs to God. Pride is that issue, that struggle that, that, that invades our heart, that makes us think we know better than anyone else that makes us think our way is the best way, that makes us, if not careful, create idols out of our own selves. It's that thing that sneaks up on us when we least expect it. And if you're here today and you're saying, well, pride is not an issue for me, you just admitted that pride was an issue for you. Pride follows us all, calls all of our names, and comes after us when we least expect it. And he says, guard your heart from pride. Was so speak up this issue that he would say that he would give, he would oppose the proud, but he would give grace to the humble. This is a picture that I have to guard my heart. i got to say, Lord, give me a healthy view of myself. God, keep me aware of my own depravity. Paul, when he writes and says that I am the chief sinner, it's a picture of Paul's heart being turned and open to God. Because the maturity, your maturity in Christ is often determined by your sensitivity to your own sin. Lord, give me a healthy view of myself. Lord, also give me a high view of you. When I keep a high view of God, it helps eliminate this whole matter of pride that continues to follow after me. He says to them, he says, I want you to guard your heart. Keep your heart with all villages. For from it will flow the springs. life. John Urbort in his book, Soul Keeping, tells the story of a busy time in his life when ministry was pressing him in on every side. He was being consumed by the work both of the church and the work at home. And he was trying to manage everything that was going on. Trying to keep his head above water. Trying to manage the deadlines and the difficulties above his own and others. And John Urbord says in the midst of that struggle he would call up Dallas Willard. And as he would call him up, he, he, he called him up and told him about what was going on. He said, listen, I just can't seem to dig out of this. My church doesn't seem to grow up. People don't seem to be making progress. He would then say these words to him that John O'Bourg said will forever impact his life. He said, what I want you to do is to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. He wrote it down. He kept going. He said, tell me what what I need to do, tell me what I need to do, tell me what I need to do. He said, I need you to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Essentially, what he was telling John was that this, John, in the midst of all that you have going on, make the priority your heart. And sometimes your heart cannot get God's full attention until you find that still, quiet place place where you've turned your phone off, a place where you said, right now I'm going to turn the TV off, the place where you can focus your heart on God, and let God talk to your heart, remind you of who you are, remind you of the plan, remind you of the work he's called you to do, and in that, There is something special about that place.
0: It is so important to guard your heart, to protect your peace and inner thoughts. Remember, before we were introduced to anyone else, we were introduced to ourselves. The reason why so much of us suffer from anxiety and often have trouble sleeping is because our heart is not at peace. Our thoughts and actions are not aligned with our heart. We should fill our heart with peace and purity. Most of all, we must guard it from confusion and bitterness. We must not allow everyone that come into our life have access to our heart. If so, we are leaving it open for corruption. Our hearts are the most sacred place within our being that constantly needs to be replenished and cared for. So guard and protect your heart. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Meaningful Talk podcast. I'm looking forward to connecting with you soon. Episode of the Meaningful Talk podcast drop every Wednesday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You could connect with us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and via our YouTube channel Meaningful Talk.